Hey there, people out there. Welcome to the first episode of Renaissance 2. Today we have the amazing Hannah with us to celebrate the inauguration, the official kickoff of this, let's just say, experimental project. So, today we're gonna discuss about nudity and also about the role of empowered women within the pop industry, and also about fat phobia and body shaming, and body shaming between males, and about the fetishization of lesbian relationships, and then that probably will lead to toxic masculinity. So, yeah, there's just a lot of cool topics we're gonna cover. So, yeah, stay tuned for this. First disclaimer here. The thing is that at the end of the day, which is two white kids discussing about topics we feel interested about, but we're going to try our best to choose the best words to properly illustrate our thoughts. But in case we say anything that does slightly bother anybody or anything that might be slightly disrespectful or that doesn't make justice to any community, a big sorrow from here. We'll start growing, learning, and we're always open to listening to everyone. And especially when it comes to me that I am just a white guy who has lived within the shelter of privilege. So we're here to learn, and yeah, thank you for accompanying us. So yes, Hannah, let's kick this off by talking about the usual um, sexy performances we're used to see on like award shows and so on, basically like iconic moments we all have been, let's just say, even brought up by since we were kids. Um, what are your thoughts on what stands behind this? So basically, um, nudity and sexualization being something that empowers people or something that rather, well, takes the power away from people. Is sexualization in music like about liberation of the female body or about objectification? It's a very thin line, I think, because you also don't want to tell women like to dress themselves and not show their bodies because that's feminism, because that isn't feminism either. But just this whole idea that women have to be naked and the objects to sell music, which is what we're seeing in most of, um, of the music like industry. Yeah, and like awards shows and so on. Yeah, like it's always about the woman being a show and being pleasing to the eye. And with um, male artists, it's not that way at all. Like the person itself and what they say is way more important. And I feel like women are just um, seen as, yes, what they are like um, visually and not really about their thoughts or what they represent. Yeah, I totally know what you are trying to explain and I do agree with that. And also because when I think about women and when I think about pop performance, there is only one kind of body that comes to my mind, which is like a thin, skinny, delicate, feminine body with like very hairless and also makeup. So it does feel like something fresh because it's, wow, women on stage being able to show off their body. But at the same time, it does feel archaic because it still is subjected to the same norms of beauty, right? Um, but at the end of the day, as I was saying before, I'm just a white guy. So yeah, I would love to hear what you have to say about this. What kind of artists do you think we see on stage and what do they um, inspire? Um, to be honest, I think this whole concept of um, women empowering themselves by being naked or being sexual um, in music videos, for example, is just an excuse to, like, once again, um, appeal to the male gaze. Exactly, yeah, there is also, like, a very hurt term 
like it's all over the male gaze and I guess that it basically uh, comes to define how a lot of things that are the key parts from our cultural entertainment industry are created from the perspective of men like basically directed by men produced by men and basically just the whole thing has been led by men and therefore it both sometimes consciously and sometimes unconsciously ends up satisfying the fantasies of men right however there is a lot of you know females breaking the mold nowadays right yeah, um, for example, Billie Eilish is one of the women that um, she's like a very popular artist nowadays and she's breaking the standards just by not um, sexualizing herself like she's wearing very big clothes, not showing off her body and it's so refreshing to see that, like to see a female um, artist that's so popular and um, it's not because she's showing anything off which isn't the case on all female artists either, um, whether they show their bodies or not. But talking about Billie Eilish, uh, she's not selling any of that. Like she's going very into another direction, which I think is very nice. Um, but for example, some paparazzi or something took some pictures of her and she wasn't super covered up. She was showing some body and um, people started criticizing her because apparently she was fat. and. Yeah, it's like um, even when they're not showing their bodies, like music videos, how um, the paparazzis and the press always finds a way to criticize and comment on the female body. That's true. I think they called her wine mom body or something like this. Yeah. You know, it's funny because um, Billie Eilish has never made up until now many songs or statements that have to do with her body. I just feel like she focuses on very different things. Like she's focusing on vulnerability, feelings, um, on expressing beauty through a very dark and even gore aesthetic. So I just feel like she's just going to a very different artistic direction. So for me it just makes no sense that the industry, well not only the industry but also people because there were a lot of memes online and just meme people commenting on Twitter. For me it doesn't make sense to bring Billy into this discussion, to bring Billy into this competition of fitting or not fitting. And do you think that would have happened to a male as well? I don't think so. Um, like, w women's bodies are criticized so much more than male bodies. Like, okay, everyone that's popular, that's famous, is gonna get some comments, but um, it's so much bigger towards women. So, it doesn't matter what you're doing or if, um, yeah, what you're saying, like, they're just gonna. Um, think about uh, and comment about your body. You can also see this in like Adele, she used to be a fat um, singer and she, she got criticized like a lot, like everyone would talk about her weight and now that she's lost weight everyone's like oh look at Adele how beautiful she looks now and there's like after and before pictures and stuff like that which is like that shouldn't even be a topic. Um, we're talking about her music, she's an artist why is everyone so interested in her body and that always happens when we're talking about women and i feel like with male uh, artists it happens way less hmm, that's true yeah it sounds like people are like rewarding her with their support like being like oh now you have achieved you know full circle now you are the definition of a popster yeah, to be honest, I don't know, from my perspective, it does feel like 
people were like, oh yeah, we love Adele, but now we love her even more, you know? Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. But you know, maybe I'm wrong. Like at the end of the day, I don't know the opinions of everyone. It's just like this general feeling that I have gotten from the Twitter community and so on. And regarding males, um, I don't know why, but what you were saying, it kind of triggered a flashback in me because I saw like this interview from this actor and I cannot remember his name. Um, Jonah Hill? I think his name is Jonah Hill. And so he's a male, he's a male actor and he has performed in a lot of movies with Channing Tatum and so on. And for example, Channing Tatum is like this super musculated with a very defined body, like people will call him beefcake or like hunk on social media, right? So he's like the good looking guy and he tends to be, well, he has been accompanied by this other guy who is overweight in movies and there were a lot of interviews where people would be like okay so how do you feel about being the fat guy of Hollywood or how do you feel about and people wouldn't stop mentioning again that label and that label and normalizing that they had the right to call him the fat guy of Hollywood like to me it just felt like since fatness is something that you can see from the outside people misinterpret that they have the right to to highlight it and to even call you by that quality because it is something that you cannot deny. I don't know, it just felt like such a wrong statement and to be honest, this guy, he went off in the middle of the interview and he left the interview and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's a big thing. Um, like, for example, Lizo is also an artist that's fat. And um, while it's great that there's representation and that there's fat bodies in the music industry and that you can see them and they're being praised, like, she's a proud, fat black woman. And that's great. But in a lot of interviews, that's everything she's asked. Like, she's like, oh, they're like, you're so proud for being out there and being like, um, so happy with yourself and being, yeah, being just like, um, She's just herself, she's just, um, that's her body, that's who she is. So why is it always like a comment about how proud she is? Or how great that is that she's like brave enough to live or something? It's so weird. Like it shouldn't be such a big deal. Like if someone's very tall, no one's gonna constantly talk, talk to them about this and ask them. But when someone's fat, because it's not inside the beauty canons, it's something that's constantly gonna be brought up. So, it's a bit tiring too. Yeah, like I can understand why they bring this up, because to be honest, the industry is very demanding, so the fact that for once, well, after Adele, there is a socially popular overweight female singer, I understand that they, you know, that it's a topic that they bring up in interviews, because that's a very distinguishable thing in her. However, I do think that there is a thin line between highlighting something and reducing the artist to that like and i do think that for some people they just feel like oh yeah so there is a lot of pops uh, pop artists who sing well and from like from this category of people who sing well there is a fat one and that's lizzo do you think lizzo will keep on being famous the moment her physique stops being groundbreaking i mean the moment people get used to her being fat, do you think she will stop being interesting for the industry? I don't think so, but I just want to throw the question out there. I don't think so either, because um, 
even if in a few years um, being fat gets normalized, which I don't think is going to happen that quickly, sadly, um, she's still going to be one of the first ones. So that's always going to be an important, important fact. And also she's just a great artist and makes great music. So that's also like what matters too. I feel like sometimes they also put her in this position where she has to be an activist. And she says it a lot in interviews, like that she's not an activist, she's just a fat black woman, but that doesn't make her an expert on the topic. True. Yeah, I feel like nowadays in this Twitter culture we're living, I feel like people always make you choose a flag you stand for. Yeah. You know, like you have to have a social identity. And I do think that, I don't know, on the one side, I do encourage people to take positions because I do think that it is in the responsibility of people to get informed and to have an opinion because their ignorance might be having a negative impact on less fortunate people. But on the other side, it feels kind of wrong to put people from minorities in that position that they are automatically activist only because of the reason that they belong to a minority. Because you can belong to a minority and chill, you know? And yeah. <laughs> I don't know. For example, it, it happened with Sam Smith. Sam, who, by the way, also lost a lot of weight because he used to be also overweight and suddenly he lost a lot of weight and then we have him in this new album where he has gotten again weight, which is a, a very weird thing when it comes to pop singers because once they lose weight, it's like they cross to the good side. So it's like they don't <laughs> get weight again, right? Uh, magically but with Sam Smith I feel like it's great because he gained weight uh, again and he has been giving interviews where he addresses body shaming among males which is something that never happens out there like in interviews I mean and he has explicitly talked about the fact that he feels like his body is simply thicker and that he gets fat in certain parts of his body naturally and that he is learning to respect his own body and how he works And hearing that from a male and also, I, I don't know, I just feel like whenever there are um, fat, like overweight male performers out there, they simply wear, you know, bigger clothes yeah. and they don't talk about it. But the fact that he is talking about it and that he's deciding to wear tight clothes to show off his shape. I just think that's amazing, like what a time to be alive, to be honest. Yeah, that's great. A lot of, I feel like a lot of the times, yeah, men just can hide behind it, like behind big clothes, because men are not required so much to wear um, stuff that's very fit and very, yeah, very revealing. But um, with women, I see like that it's more difficult um, because what a woman is supposed to wear, like um, on those super binary standards, is way more fitting and way more showing. Um, so it's great that he isn't hiding and he's um, talking about it for sure. It's a very important topic to talk about um, when it's about guys too, because um, it's also always a conversation with um, women. Because yeah, maybe it's a bigger issue, but um, men can have body issues too. And it's a, an important thing to keep in mind because sometimes it's just like, Uh, men don't have body issues, but that's not true at all, so... True. And because actually, if we think about the Latin industry, there is a lot of male performers who don't have a fit body, for example, which is super okay, like Daddy Yankee or Don Omar or like this other guy, I can't come up with his name, Nicky Jam, like, or Sek. 
so these guys have sometimes been like more overweight maybe like it depends on their on the phase of their lives and they just wear you know long sleeves and like big clothes and that's it however when i think about females within the latin industry i honestly cannot find even one single example of a female that doesn't depend on her body to be heard to be listened to like becky g natty natasha carl g even Talia, and she's like 40 maybe, and she still has to try to look like she's 20, because which is super unfair, you know? So, yeah. Or Megan Trainor. How are we gonna forget about Megan Trainor? <laughs> uh, yeah, Megan Trainor is um, yeah, an also, also an interesting topic. I mean, she um, was very big with that song she came up with. Um, what was the name oh. again? All about that base. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, um, <laughs> I mean, at the time, I guess it sounded pretty feminist, but um, analyzing it later, I mean, I've read about this. It's not just me talking about this. I'm not a, <laughs> I don't know, I'm not uh, a specialist either. Um, but I've um, analyzed the lyrics and everything, and it's seen as a very, it came, comes from the male gaze. So it's not that empowering, even if it can um, look like it a bit. But it's also a bit of an older song, so um, it's fine. <laughs> let's be nice. Yeah, to let's them. be nice to them. But um, but yeah, the the song really centrates on um, how it's okay to be like a bit chubby, a bit fat, because guys still like you and they like grabbing onto something at night or whatever. And it's like okay, fine, but that's that shouldn't be the point at all. Like, yeah. it's about <laughs> it's not about men. Um, this song also has this part uh, where it says something about uh, all those skinny bitches, which um, I mean, then you're also just putting women against each other, which is also super anti-feminist. So this song is just very wrong. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's fine for the. It was what five years ago or something. Um, feminism was very different back then, <laughs> but uh, I think now we can have like bigger goals and actually find songs that totally represent what we should be seeking. True, like I do think now we can be more ambitious than we were yeah, back then. Yeah, more strict too. <laughs> exactly, yeah, like I think that was like a good beginning. Um, but to be honest, now that you said something about skinny bitches, it reminds me of Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. Oh yeah. Because in Anaconda there is literally one line that says, F those skinny bitches. <laughs> if you are criticizing another type of body, the only thing you're trying to do is like change the standard, like redirect the standard of beauty canon instead of simply opening the standard up. I just feel like the point is not limiting, not narrowing down the definition of beauty. Yeah, um, also this competitivity. True, like a lot of Oh, that's true, always competition between women, yeah. never between males. Yeah, it's always like women fighting against each other to get the man, like the men. It's like, um, that's what I don't like specifically. Because saying skinny bitches, like sure it's wrong, but at the same time it's like saying oh, fucking white people. It's like, we're aware, um, I mean, I'm not offended if someone says like, oh, you white bitch or whatever, because I know I'm privileged. So I understand like this um, being a bit mad at the privileged person. So I would understand a fat person being like, fucking skinny bitches, like what the fuck? Uh, they're always privileged. I'm always fighting to just be recognized and be accepted by how I look. But uh, yeah, this competitivity between women is just harmful. I don't think you get anything out of this. True. 
However, I do think there is a lot of positive news lately to focus on because we have like, to be honest, a lot of young female inspiring artists out there. Like for example, um, Beanie, like you have like this girl from New Zealand and her attitude is just so careless and like her music has like nothing to do with her body, which of course isn't a bad thing, but it just feels really fresh. It just feels really somehow groundbreaking and somehow like just very relaxed and being relaxed and careless is another way of being empowered and therefore is another way of being a feminist because she's showing that she's being a powerful woman woman by not caring and by portraying a very different aesthetic so I think she's great and it's funny because another person coming from New Zealand if I'm not wrong is Lord and Lord is well I consider her an amazing artist and also again I feel like she has never focused on what her body had to say but rather what her um, thoughts were I don't know do you have any examples that come to your mind uh, yeah we're getting a lot of um, well lately we're getting a lot of artists who break the rules a bit in this way um, which is yeah very nice to see um, which we wouldn't have seen 10 years ago or something um, I can think of for example LP which is also a queer artist and I think it's very cool too because in, on her music videos she's um, well, they're directly like, um, you see that they're about women and about relationships with women. Um, and that's also very nice because I feel like um, in the queer world, when it's artists that are generally popular popular, and not only on the um, tiny queer community, mm -hmm. um, they try to be very anonymous about how they portray on on their songs and on music videos, like what gender they're attracted to. Mm. And LP is always very clear in her videos. And she's also, she dresses like a bit um, androgynous. And um, that's also very nice to see that she's still popular. Everyone listens to her song, not only queer women. And yeah, she's just not afraid to show it. Yeah. Um, I don't know where LP is from, but for example, I'm Hailey Kiyoko. I'm, she's Australian. Am I right? Oh, no idea. <laughs> I think she's... I don't know. I, I just feel like there is a lot of cool people coming from down there, to be <laughs> honest. It just feels great. As a queer artist, Sam Smith has also needed a long time, for example, to have males in his music videos. Um, because even when he was... when he got out of the closet, when he came out of the closet, he still didn't want... I, I think he did not dare to explicitly sing things about queer people or whatever because he didn't want to be narrowed down to like a queer spokesperson, you know? Yeah, I also understand why Sam Smith is so um, careful about that. Like we were talking about Lizzo before. She's, um, for a lot of people, she's just like, yeah, she's the fat black artist, no? And then you're put in this box and of course Lizzo can't really hide that because she's black and fat and that's something you see from first sight but um, something like sexuality a lot of um, artists I think are maybe even advised to not be so open about it or at least um, make um, songs more neutral so everyone can enjoy it even if they're homophobic <laughs> which um, I mean yeah there's a lot of homophobic people and if you put those out of your market and at the end you have just like a very like 
narrowed down market. So it's a bit dangerous, but um, it's nice to see that it's slowly changing and artists are every time opener about these things and more public. True. That makes me think, for example, about Adam Lambert. Because like this guy, I think he won, I don't know if he won X Factor, no, I don't think he did. But he was like one of the most popular contestants of one of these contests. And at some point, close to the finale, um, he got outed. Like basically, due to some pictures on social media, people found out he was queer. And his public support, like, hit rock bottom and he was one of the most popular ones. And I think at the end he didn't even win. And nowadays he's a successful artist because he's touring with Queen, because he is um, playing the role of um, Freddie Mercury. However, so he's successful because he's replacing somebody uh, from Queen, but I don't think he would have gotten the chance to become a successful performer as himself, as a queer male. Because it, I feel, I think it's possible to be popular as a queer male, but I think you've got to work really hard on a complex branding strategy so that you have like other things that people somehow understand as cool. I don't know. I think that not only places uh, uh, to him, but I just feel like if we think about a lot of artists that are out of the closet when it comes to males, they do it when they are really powerful already like Ricky Martin for example or Pablo Alborán in the case of Spain or like um, well Sam Smith had already some hits out there when he did that and I'm pretty sure I could think about more of that well Frank Ocean also needed some time um, and the funny thing is that once they come out um, okay the people some accepted some not but once women come out, I feel like people take this new theatre of them and they sexualize the theatre. I don't know, am I wrong? At the end of the day, I'm just a white boy, you know? <laughs> um, I don't know, I, I do think um, maybe sometimes it's um, used by the marketing agencies or whatever as a point to be like, oh, okay, that's something we can exploit and make very sexual. But what I'm trying to say is Rita Ora choose the song she chose the song Girls, Girls, Girls to come out as bisexual and in that song she kisses Cardi B. However, I don't think Sam Smith would <laughs> come out and automatically on the next video kiss another male celebrity because to be honest, I do think sex between women in the music industry is slowly getting glamorized but I think we will need really long until sexual attraction between males gets glamorized and by glamorized i mean until it becomes cool and stops being cringy for a lot of let's say old-fashioned people or just closed-minded people yeah uh yeah i think the problem there is what you said that uh, female um like woman woman relationships are sexualized but that doesn't mean they're really accepted True. it's just um yeah the male gaze just imagines the uh, threesome and that's fine then because it's um pleasing to see two women but um, it's still not accepted and it's still not right but yeah it's maybe more easy to see it that way no um, but it's true that um, male male relationships are seen way less and when they're seen they're very yeah they're not seen as a fetishize or anything they're just banned directly and seen as wrong so that's why we see less because it's not sexualized it's just 
seen as completely um, abnormal or something, which that's is horrible, true. obviously. But that's why I think it's just less public. Um, yeah. To be honest, I do think culture, and if okay, if we see culture as something that is partially artificially created by an entertainment industry, because you know, an entertainment industry, they produce a lot of things, right? A lot of content out there. So if you produce a lot of content, then you can also somehow have an impact on society from my point of view and make some things look cool and others less cool. So I think it's a very interesting question to think about the fact that maybe male-male relationships have not been glamorized, have not been fetishized because the industry keeps on being ruled by mainly heterosexual males. So what I'm trying to say is, I don't think it's it's a coincidence that once people have been open to new sexualities, that now female-female relationships are fetishized, but male-male relationships are still not. I do think there is a relationship between heterosexual males ruling the industry and only women being fetishized. I don't know. Maybe I'm just wrong again. I'm just a white boy. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I don't know really, but um, it, there's something going on there. We just have to fully analyze it, maybe. <laughs> there's something smelly in <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, but also I think um, a lot of the time there's also a lot of queer baiting um, on music videos. And yeah, like they have female relationships, but then it's maybe not even... Um, women who are queer so a lot of the time i think it's because um this relationship between women being close is seen as very natural like women can be super close hug each other be yeah very affectionate and it's fine then maybe you see a couple on the street that's two women and people will just ask them if they're sisters because it's totally fine to just be close when it's two women so which yeah slowly leads us to the topic of toxic masculinity because when it comes to yeah. guys this does not happen but yeah that's a whole other topic that that's that's enough material for a brand new podcast episode so yeah thank you very much for being with me it <laughs> sure. was super nice and it was great that you know you gave me your time and attention um i think your thoughts are very valid and very cool so yeah once again thank you for joining me tonight thank you for having me <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway um bye and until the next one